A big happy week seven to all of yous out there. This is Game Theory and Money. And a big thank you to everybody that's spreading the good word. Uh, you know, some people spread the good word about certain things, about certain books. As far as we are concerned, this is the book to spread the good word about when it comes to the autumnal season as we make our way into winter. And before you know it, the old daylight saving. And if I may make this PSA, Cynthia, will you permit me? Will Please, permit of course. Me? Just, just real quick, real quick. It's daylight saving time. It's not a savings account that you put daylight into. What you're doing is you are saving daylight. <laughs> so see what we're, it's it's farmers. That's why they did it. It's stupid that we still do it. We should just keep. I, the I'm actually I'm actually a I I'm on the side of we need to get rid of it. Right. I never so, know if it's EDT or EST when I'm talking about Eastern Eastern time or whatever. So let's just get let's get rid of it. Exactly. Is it Pacific Standard Time? Is it Pacific Daylight no Time? One knows. Look, we're going to no go one fall knows. back. We're going to go fall back in a minute. Just when you're talking to your friends or your coworkers. Is it this weekend? Remember, it's coming up. Okay. Just not remember this to say it's daylight saving time. Correct. Not daylight saving time. All right. <laughs> With that, we bring you to week seven. Um, again, if you are just kind of getting the word on this podcast, thank you for checking us out. And those little asides by me are few and far between because you're here for one reason, and it's for Cynthia's big brain. She is our predictive analytics expert, multiple degrees from fancy institutions like Northwestern, where apparently if you're a big executive at the NFL Network, you can't do simple math when you're sending out emails to everybody. Mark Brady, so much for Northwestern and their math department. But Cynthia runs her own Monte Carlo method. Her model spits out 10,000 simulations for each and every game. It gives you a final score. It gives you a winner, and it gives you the margin of victory. And that is extremely important to a lot of folks who listen. So thank you for checking us out. Cynthia's going to walk you through the model. Um, I think that covers it, right, Cynthia? You sure does. big brain Northwestern. We're, you know what, though? I'm hot with my quick pick here in the beginning, so I'm going to give you okay, one that I really like. Last week I told you there would be lots of points in the Jacksonville game. And this yes. week I'm also telling you, Jacksonville-Houston, I think the final score is going to be 26-20. You're not going to know who's going to win it yet, but I'm going to tell you that's more points than you might think given that it's Houston and Jacksonville, and we often think of both of their offenses as having Struggling. flaws. Having flaws. And I would say 26-20 um, yeah. adds up to 46. That's yep. a pretty big number. It sure is. what a lot of folks out there are projecting that to be. All right, let's recap week six. Last week you went 11-4. and four. You are 61 and 32 on the year. 65.5%, something like that. That's what is good. that? It's like about oh, 65. Listen, I, I see what you just did there. You know exactly. You calculated it <laughs> and you just tried to play it off by like, mm, let me see. What would that be? Is it, oh, well, you know, it's 65.5445. You knew what it was. You don't play that game. You know how I know you did it because that's what I do. And I, I'm, I'm on to you. Don't play that game with me. How dare you? Of your confidence picks, you have uh, hit on 12 of those. Of the 20. Would you care to uh, share what percentage that is? Because I nope. know what it is. Bang. Really? Go ahead. Go ahead. You can Come go on. ahead and do it. No, it's okay. 60%. No, it's okay. yeah, Boom. 12 of 20. <laughs> oh, don't patronize me. Say, oh, no. yes, of course. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Cynthia, we start with your favorites. We call them the Freeland favorites because that's alliteration and I'm addicted to it. Um, and these are favorites. And you like the favorites. You like them in some cases by a lot bigger number than what they are currently favored by. As it sits right now, we're starting with Tennessee and Los Angeles. I'm going to be on a bird That's here right. in no time, you know, uh, heading over to exactly. London. Exactly. I want to point out that we haven't had as many. Typically, we have at least kind of two days of injury report information. And since we're since you're so awesome to fit this into your schedule early before you fly, we've only gotten one day. So there's going to be – I want you to stay tuned to my Twitter account to make sure that everything kind of stays where we're setting it because we're doing the pod a day early. So okay. just – it's, it's a really important note. 
because things change, you know? Lots of stuff and changes. that Twitter handle is? At C. C. Freeland. Freeland. It's not spelled, spelled like it sounds. F-R-E-L-U-N-D. Exactly. She's not a Freelander. I'm not a Freelander. She's a Freelunder. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Perfect. C. Freeland, F-R-E-L-U-N-D, mm-hmm. is where you get that updated when it comes to injury. You got reports. it. All right, what is your, uh, what is your conclusion? What is, the, what is the number here? You're going to be happy over in, what is it, jolly old England? I hope so. <laughs> the Chargers coming it's out on It's a long show. way to go to be upset, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> Chargers are going to win 27-19 in my model. In 78.2% of the simulations, the Chargers come out on top, and they win by over a touchdown in 68.8 of those. So that's a really pretty big, convincing win. They are the only team that has scored three touchdowns in every single game this year. Believe it or not, that the Kansas City Chiefs have not scored three touchdowns in every game, but the Chargers have. The offense has been operating at maximum efficiency since it's week one. It's unfortunate that you had that kind of stumble at the beginning of the season because the Chargers are kind of – and this is – I feel like it always happens right about now every season. Everyone's like, Chargers are going to the playoffs. It's happening. Yeah. So it, it just feels like this is the time. And realistically, in the model – for me, it really boils down to you saw how many times Marcus Mariota got sacked last game. And part 11. of. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, part of the reason for that is that the Ravens are really good. And then the other part of that is that Marcus Mariota's hanging out to the ball, trying to force things to happen. And this isn't the defense to do that against. In fact, I heard you on Fancy Live today say to take the Chargers if it's a streaming defense, and I'm doubling down on that right now. Yeah, they're, they're deep. And it's interesting because they are playing. And they did, I don't know why Gus Bradley did it this way, but to start the season, he wasn't playing six defensive backs, which is what he, pretty much his base defense was for the majority of the year last year when they were, I think, the third-ranked scoring defense and, like, the fifth-ranked defense overall. Right. They were not good against the run, which they is what not. you would expect if you got a bunch of small guys out there. Well, not sm- smaller guys out yep. there because they're six defensive back. But ever since they shifted – um, and they really did it out of necessity. Kaiser White, the rookie out of West Virginia, has been hurt. And now Davis Brown has been banged up. And just starting like about two and a half games ago, you saw when that happened, you saw a lot of Adrian Phillips and Desmond King out there. Uh, Desmond King is the one who flags as the mo- the biggest yeah. improvement. I mean, look, and you already had Casey Hayward, who's nasty. You already had Derwin James, who's nasty. So that's the one. that was just the one that kind of flagged as the biggest. All right, let's shift to uh, the Panthers coming off a, a tough loss there. Heading up uh, to Philadelphia. That insanity at the end of that game those passes oh my goodness just cam could not connect with his receivers in the end zone it was really it was kind of strange actually so um i looked into that in a second but the model says that the eagles will win 26 21 so the model philadelphia wins in 56.1 percent and in and they win by at least like you know more like five, maybe just a bit more than than a field goal in fifty four point seven percent of the simulations. So Damn. for it, for me, it's the Philadelphia's passing offense um, and total offense really just outmatches Carolina's pass defense. That's just kind of the long and short of it there. Yeah, and no, it's you know it's it's a game that that's at four and a half right now. Philadelphia is is favored. Um, you've got them by that you know a, a little bit more than that, and I think it's just kind of hard, right, to. I would guess, or maybe it's not for your model, to project a trend because Carson Wentz has been gradually better every single game yep. that he's been back. It right? makes sense, right, out. after injury. And if you look yeah. at what how he's being better, it's about, like, if you look at, look, his separation, so the target separation, the next-gen stats show this kind of really perfectly. Last season, 2.7 yards. This season, 3.8. And the reason that he's getting 
more separation from his targets is he's throwing shorter passes. So last season, 7.7 air yards per attempt. This season, he ranks second highest with 9.9 air yards per attempt. So ultimately, you're going to see – sorry, that was last season. I, I reversed that. This year, it's 7.7 air yards per attempt, which is 25th. So you're seeing these shorter passes, higher completion percentage. His completion percentage has jumped 8%. It's really they're, – they're trying to work this in, and they're trying to overcome injuries to their running backs using short passes to substitute in the run game. So the diversity of their offensive attack is on the uptick, and that's what really overcomes Carolina's defense, which, by the way, Carolina's defense is good. It's just yeah. that Philadelphia's offense gets the advantage here. I guess the only the only concern I have with, with Philadelphia is there's a lot of heat on them looking for help, right? You know, mm-hmm. you've heard they had conversation about Sean McCoy. You heard they had a conversation about Le'Veon Bell. We've heard that maybe they made a call on Amari Cooper, and that was what got I this feel like so. I feel like those things – like, look, there's been a lot of trade rumors, more so than I think I can remember in at least several years that I can think of. And those like Amari Cooper, Emmanuel Sanders, LaShawn McCoy, Lev Bell, all these different things. I feel like Philadelphia is always the one who they're like blaming because last season they maybe because they like traded for JHI midseason last year. But I, I'm, I guess. Well, not to mention all their trades in the offseason. Fair. I just but look at that team and you can see the holes, right? I mean, you can totally. see that they probably need a second wide receiver. They, they need a speed guy. They yeah. got to get somebody that can take the top off a of defense because that's just not what Aguilar is. That's Maybe they should just Elsham worry is. about that's what people missing. taking the top off their defense, they're, right? Well, that's that's the other thing, right, is we've heard that they also may be looking for a, someone in the secondary. So that's my – you know what I mean? Like, that's my right. only concern. It's like, well, hey, if they don't have confidence in the guys right, that they're right. putting on the field and it's going up against a pretty darn good Carolina I, team. I just think that's like the Howie Roseman trader special. Like, we're open for all negotiations. I, I just right. feel like that's like – that's how for him last year. It did, but I feel like that's – I just feel like you always hear that, and so maybe because that you always like you know you, you always hear about Howie being at least contacted for it right anytime there's a trade rumor you always hear oh the Eagles something I think that's like the Howie Roseman special so I mean despite there being a way bigger at least rumblings of trades right now I don't know if I think I think they just call Howie because I was like yeah I'll listen to you talk to me I don't He's I don't know impulsive guy right right heck, maybe you catch him on a bad day and he does the deal that you want him to do and you win the trade I love it uh, um, you have uh, anything? Any other nuggets? Yeah, uh, just one more nugget here. Yeah. The way that Cam wins this game, the way that Carolina wins this game, is if they can really get Cam going with play action. When he when he uses play action, he has a plus fifty pass rating, so it increases like one thirty is what it is when he's using play action, and he averages eight point nine versus six yards per attempt. So that's the one way the you know. Cam in play action, like that's how they'll pull it off if it works out. That's kind of that's just you know I like to see the contrarian point. Like okay, so if the other team's gonna win, what do they need to do? In this case, it's Cam play action. All right, you know where we got to go now. <laughs> A Freeland favorite, the uh, current, the current favorite in this <laughs> contest between Detroit Jeez and Miami, uh, and there are it's it's currently minus one. My model says the Lions win 24-21. Now, I'm going to say. I'd be surprised if it's bigger than that. You would be or you wouldn't be? I won't. No. I just I think the Lions are a better team. You know, I, I think the Lions are kind of that. And you know this. This is how you know. This team. Yeah, well, here's the thing. But this like, is how just, you know I'm not. better than their record, right? They are. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a, like, here, here's the problem. I look at the math. I do all the math blind. All of this stuff is unbiased because you can't be – once you start to meet people, then you can't not like certain people. So I do everything blind, and it pops out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Ugh, what's going to happen? By the way, Detroit wins in 61% of the models. They win by one in 60% of the model. And as of right now, it's unclear to me exactly – 
you know, obviously we don't know who's playing quarterback for Miami. There's, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is better. We haven't had the injury report. So it's, it's unclear for me how to completely model this. You'll have to see this one might get updated with maybe a slightly closer, maybe slightly less close game. But if you think Matt Patricia and Adam Gase, they're friends, they talk a lot. If you think Matt Patricia doesn't want to get this one on Adam, you're, you're crazy because he's had a full week off. They want to come back and kind of atone for, some some strange losses at the beginning you know start season starts again that jets last week one we're here we go we're atoning for that that kind of thing so you're right i do think once we see the final injury report that will matter and by the way if ziggy ansas playing you're darn right that line score will go up so the again stay tuned for this one okay uh, these are what we like to call the uh, the Pete Hogwallop the <laughs> Delmar O'Donnells the Everett's we're in a tight spot uh, still favorites, still favorites, but not the winning. The scales are tipping. No, they are not winning by a number larger than what they should. So what do we mean by that? Patriots, Bears, right now the Pats are favored by three, and you have them what? You know, I have the Patriots right now 25-24, which really nets out in one. That's not a convincing win in terms of if you think three is the is is the kind of standard that you're measuring against, one is less than that. New England wins in 56.7% of the models. But if you're thinking about kind of readjusting everything and figuring out is it going to be a close win, that's what the model really indicates for. Now, I want to make one huge, giant, monstrous, literally monstrous asterisk, not literally, you hate it. The injury to Khalil yeah. Mack. Khalil Mack. We have no idea. It's It's Tuesday. I don't know if he's okay. Do you know if he's okay? Do you have a do you have like the hotline straight into him? Don't know his family. <laughs> yeah. So don't know Ryan Pace. Don't know uh, Matt Nagy. Don't know any of those folks. Honestly, so I do not have any inside info. I, I'm gonna tell you, knowing them, like it doesn't matter. They're not gonna tell you right. either way, no. right? So you can know them all you want. Like we, we have no idea. So pay attention to this one. I'm. Really, look, defensive pressures in this one is really interesting because New England hasn't really been able to create the kind of pressure that you think of, like when you think of Khalil Mack or Akeem Hicks, who are pressuring opposing quarterbacks from all sides of that defensive line. New England hasn't been able to generate that kind of pressure this season. So don't be surprised if the Bears look, quote unquote, better than you would think against the Patriots, right? Like, that's not... Mitchell Trubisky's for real. This offense is for real. Matt Nagy will have them ready. Remember, Matt Nagy, he was in Kansas City. Andy Reid has the cheat code on on how to get the best of the Patriots and target their linebackers who are where they're vulnerable. So uh, keeping it close makes a lot of sense. But if without your personnel, without that defensive personnel, that one big guy, it would change things considerably. And I guess the one thing I look at here, when when and I think Patriots, I think they house them. I do. Um, I know it's in Chicago. I just feel like the Patriots are playing the best football in the NFL right now. Um, I know defensively there's a lot of issues there, but I mean they're averaging 40 points a game the last three. I mean 40. Do we? Really but they've think had Mitchell to Trubisky, too. I know, but I'm like, do we really think Mitchell Trubisky can put a 40 spot up there? I just think that I this know he threw those six touchdowns on all them wheel routes. It's just really hard. Not With all Jordan them real Howard not really <laughs> working. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. All those six touchdowns. I just like the way you said that. All them wheel routes. They were. <laughs> no, it's like, really, you can't. You guys can't adjust out there. You haven't noticed it. The four. The, you know, Try the throwing a wheel touchdowns. route on the Bears, though. Right, the Bears' yeah. defense. Look, it's not like Khalil. Khalil Mack makes a difference, but their defense was nasty before. They're just 
extra nasty with him. I do think that we saw some vulnerabilities against the Dolphins in terms of, you know, I think before that people were like, Super Bowl, Bears, like, it's a lock. And there's no way you can say that at this point in the season. But I do, I think I think the, the point is, is that I wouldn't underrate this Bears defense at all. There's a lot of great pieces to it sure. in addition to Khalil Max. It, to, yeah, but Max. I think Max got to be there to get all those other pieces to work. I, I think you Max got to be there to to have a chance to beat the Pats, yeah. but I don't I I don't think it's like this huge route. If okay. if he's I'm not hundred, I'm with you. I like the Pats. I just think maybe it's a little bit bigger. Okay, we'll I'm, see. I the, like the, the, I thought the Miami game was odd to me, and again, the it's, whole, it's, yes, the whole Miami game was odd. It was that's what it, I mean. It was totally odd. There was a lot of luck there too, right? Like insane. Yeah, it's I maybe it's just me being skeptical. Uh, based on their It was also 100 schedule. degrees. By the way, the Bears were also playing in like 100 degrees, and they were on the side of the field. The Hard Rock Stadium, one side has a monstrous shadow, and the Dolphins take that side, and the other side is like direct sunlight, and then they give that to their opponents. And it was like 100 degrees. It felt like 100 degrees with the humidity. So I know, that's, I know that sounds stupid, but those things do factor in to how teams sure. look. And if you get gassed really early or, you know, if the – it really kind of tends to impact the defense more. Like what so what color uniforms you're wearing? Exactly. Are they soaking up the sun? Are you have to wear your all whites? All right, we move on. Uh, yep. Minnesota playing the Jets. Whew. The Vikings on the road are three-point favorites right now. Yep. I have the Vikings coming on top in a close one, 24-23. Minnesota wins in 55% of the models, but it is a close matchup. Why? Minnesota's Why? defense, they just lost Mike Hughes for the season. They put him on IR. And the, that's a and big the, one. That's that a huge one. And by the way, it's just depth as well. That means Trey, like, Trey Waynes, is he healthy? We don't know that yet. So there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks on that secondary. We don't know when Everson Griffin will be back. We don't we don't have a lot of information, but losing Mike Hughes is a big, huge deal, especially look, that means like Robbie Anderson. I know that sounds crazy, but these these receivers who we weren't talking about at the beginning of the season for the Jets, they're going to have better opportunities, and that could be the difference maker. You saw what happened to the Vikings when they turned the ball over a bunch. If New York's defense can get those pressures, and Minnesota's O-line, by the way, Riley Reef didn't even play last week, and Dalvin Cook was a late scratch. So if the Jets' defense can cause some early turnovers, that could be a huge change in this game. So the model says keeps it close. Vikings do win but not a convincing one. Yeah, I think it's this is something that we mentioned in fantasy, right? It's important um, it's important to kind of look a little bit deeper than the stats on the face of it, right? Yep, you know, absolutely. the Jets Sam Darnold has not had a lot of support. You look at who no. he's throwing touchdown passes to, you look at the offensive line in front of him, um, but he's getting better. Like he Sam's is. getting better. That's what happens the to rookies. They get better. The exactly. He's he's no longer Looking for Quincy Anunwan a check down, well, and every now and good, then on Cork and one to Robbie there Anderson, he spread that ball around this yep. past week. I mean, he and was Sandejo so, so didn't that's, play it's by the way. Important to keep an eye on that. Exactly, Minnesota's safety Sandejo didn't play last game. Like that's the middle of the field, especially for because Sam Darnold has those tendencies. Like that that crossing route you talked about in another game that could be that could be a nice little trick here for against the the Vikings if they're missing those pieces on their secondary. Yeah, no doubt. I just don't. You know, Do again, it. it's a team that's got. I think probably. You, I, I think they still win big. I think. You think no, Minnesota still wins big? Okay. Yeah, I still, I, I still go by by Minnesota. I go Minnesota a little bit more than a field goal. What about I, if I Dalvin Cook's back? Well, then obviously, you know that changes a lot. 
I it, mean, he's a much more dynamic threat in the backfield back, than Dalvin Cook is back, that would probably Latavius change Murray. my model, too. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. But, you know, you're right. Maybe Sam's got enough confidence now he can throw it around. But, I mean, it's a Minnesota team that, that you know, went into Philadelphia, won there, hung sure with did. the Rams for an entire game, and it just doesn't seem like, okay, if they can do all of that, um, if they can go into Lambeau and, you know, nearly take out Aaron Rodgers, fluky play there, by the way. You know what we're saying, but anyway, it, Jets, uh, it just the seems Jets like secondary, they should be able to though, manhandle the Jets. The Jets secondary is underrated; they don't get talked about enough. So, if Minnesota's without Dalvin Cook and the Jets secondary matches up against two two receivers who are just nasty, and Adam Thielen, I just yeah. wrote an article yeah. and I tried to qualify all of the wide receiver play, like off ball and on ball metrics, and this whole I did this whole long study. And I mean, look, Adam Thielen's ability to adjust when Kirk Cousins, who's under pressure more than anyone else, gets pressured, that's game changing but again against the Jets secondary it is underrated try lining up with Jamal Adams have fun with that Marcus May enjoy like that's yeah. that's going to be tricky and Morris Claiborne hasn't been terrible no. Jermaine Johnson I know he's been banged up a little bit but yeah I mean it's not it's not a bad secondary um you know they have to generate that they have to they have to generate a pass rush right they can't just yes. rush four and nope. drop you know seven guys in coverage so there's there's a lot going on there but like you said if if Minnesota's as banged up as they are right now um, then yeah, I guess I could see it being a little bit tighter. But will will like Todd a... Bowles will t- so Todd Bowles obviously friend of the podcast because he's appeared on it. Will he sure. wear a turtleneck? Yes or no? I'm gonna go no. I'm just gonna go like you know crew neck sweatshirt and a rain jacket as well. Got it. He's, he's all about that like turtleneck. And it's outside, you know. It's like, New York and it's New in York. October. It's October. It could be cold. All right, so this one's tight. You have <laughs> Buffalo at Indy, and I'm assuming – now, was this done with Nathan Peterman? Now that we know Josh Allen isn't playing, you know there is a Nathan Peterman effect. Uh, it is currently and the And Savage, Tom Savage, Colts. I believe, has also been signed there as of today. He has been today. signed as well, but uh, as it sits right now, the uh, Colts are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you got? Yeah, so I have the Colts winning 24-18, which is six. Um, in part – and, yes, by the way, it's all it's a, it's a Peterman game script in this one – Part of the reason here, first of all, Indianapolis wins at 68.7% of the simulations. The Colts have been throwing the ball. They obviously average the most throwing plays by percentage in the league. And they have been kind of generating this third down percentage that on offense that's like, it's kind of a lying number because they're not as, like usually if you are if you lead the league or you're top in the league, near the top in converting third downs, you're winning games. But it hasn't turned into wins because they've been turning the ball over way too much. So partly for me, this one, this game's really impacted by turnovers on both sides. Buffalo can turn it over. Indianapolis can turn it over. So it just ultimately creates a little bit of a messier game script and it keeps it to six as opposed to uh, just a crazy blowout for the Colts. But I think, you know, look, to try to minimize turnovers, you run the ball, run the ball typically means you eat up more of the clock. It means things stay a little bit more conservative with the total game plan. And I don't think you need to see luck just airing out the ball. Right. So minimize turnovers. Yeah. Weird. Odd when you look at it. Um, but and, and a lot of it can be who have your opponents been. But I mean, Buffalo and Indy are tied for the third most sacks in the league right now. Right. They each have 19. I mean, Indy is top 10 in well, interceptions. Well, is Margus Hunt going to play? Because he didn't play last right. game, so that's a big deal. Things. It changes Certainly. things big time. So dramatically. <laughs> so that's I would why. I like to point out, by the way, Buffalo has thrown nine interceptions. The Colts have thrown eight interceptions. Yeah. Buffalo number one, Indy tied for three. So, so um, that's what we're talking about ways. here, right? <laughs> it's all about them picks. So we'll see. 
All right, let's uh, let's go to the Rams at 49ers as it stands right now. And 49ers coming off a heck of an effort by C.J. Beathard uh, against what Honestly, was another that miracle was an needed. Awesome freaking night! Yeah. That was Marquise so cool. Goodwin, when he's healthy and he doesn't feel just any aches or pains, he's a Ferrari and he will go. And it's and really when the hard to secondary slow him down. that he's facing doesn't really want to stop right. him. That that also helps. Right. And by the way, that Rams secondary struggling right now. I mean, really struggling. That's the one thing about the Rams. They're 6-0, and but they do not have depth. I mean, all the money on that team is in those 22 starters. And if, if they start to get hit with the injury, that's the only thing that can bring them down. If their starters are healthy, they look like the best team in the league. Uh, if they have a key to lead miss, which he is, teams are now picking on Marcus Peters with double moves, and he's getting victimized with those every single game. I mean, my goodness, Case Keenum, I think, had his second best or his best game of the year against that Rams defense. Um, but as it stands right now, they're 10-point favorites. So what do you got? Cindy? I have the Rams winning 31-22. <laughs> so keeping it a okay. little closer than you might imagine. You got nine, <laughs> and they're 10-point favorites right now. Okay. Rams win in 79.3% of the simulations, but they don't win by 10. They do not win by 10 in like 19%, meaning they that if you're thinking about the other side of that, then it's 808 Right. So ultimately, it's the ability of San Francisco's passing game, which is CJ Beathard showed us exactly what you were just mentioning. It's that passing game and the kind of balance with run game and, and a run game created by short passes, even to Kyle Juszczyk, that keeps the Niners in this. The game plan by Kyle Shanahan, he could have they could have won that Green Bay game very easily when it comes to look at what happened on that in their, you know, in the fourth quarter, he's calling a pass and for a, a run play on a passing down and that could have been the difference maker, right? Like I'm not going to Kyle Shanahan's a play calling genius. I'm not questioning yeah, he's what one he's of the asking. Best in the league, no right, question. but but you it could have easily gone the other way. Like yeah. I, I don't know how he made that decision or whatever, but like, you know, when it comes to like eating up the clock or percentages in that case, I just don't think that he can't game plan for this secondary. I understand the pressure situation with Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue is gonna be very different a lot. But but this the the situation for their O line has been getting better. So in in my estimations, I don't think it's going to be this complete blowout. Yeah, I think the you know kind of the one thing with the 49ers when you look at their offensive line is McGlitchy's getting better. They're uh, all he, getting he's better. A little, yeah, he's a little stiff to start the season, but that left side of the line has been solid. You know, Lake and Tomlinson's not great, but when he's sandwiched between Weston Richburg and Joe Staley, it's been solid. Right. Um, and they're Weston able to Richburg keep has a upright. very profound effect and like, like his his you know you, you have to remember sometimes learning a Kyle Shanahan offense offense can take a little bit of time and I think as you've seen the whole O-line develop into this you've seen them also like they've they've run interesting things right like they use a fullback like who does that right so ultimately learning the system and adapting to the system I think they're really starting to come into their own with it so in in you're gonna I, I just think that they're going to continue to improve the one area that that they're they are susceptible to is is passing so i do think the rams and you got i think cooper cups already been ruled out so you just got to yeah. adjust your fantasy lineup accordingly but apart from that it's like you know san francisco's more solid than their record suggests it'll be interesting to see what kind of hit that offense takes without cup cuz he's you know when you look at it and you look at third down targets and passing he's the guy you know he's he's the 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 direction that jared goff looks when the chips are down and and things are getting a little crazy so you know though you know, I, when I did that wide receiver, so I've, I've tried to like... You put Josh Reynolds in there? 
<laughs> I did actually. Josh Reynolds yeah. is is part of is in, included in the thirty one twenty two win. But the reality is is that the presence of Todd Gurley and they they run the same plays over and over. They're not running anything. I mean, yes, it's who's lining up where, but it's like it's kind of the same plays like a lot. And the simplicity of that makes it interchangeable. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Reynolds steps up Just into a right role. In. Right. I'm, I'm not saying he's as good as Cooper Cup. I'm, I'm not suggesting no, that. I, don't I don't know what you're saying. That, it's, it's a Sean McVay thing, right? right. You, you trust the play caller as much, if not more, than you trust the personnel. They line up in three wide. It's the old Vince right. Lombardi. We're going to put 11 guys here. You're going to put 11 guys there. <laughs> we're going to see you. are going to tell you what the plays are. And you're going to see who comes out ahead. I mean, that's what Sean McVay does, right? right? Hey, here's the fly sweep. We're going to give it to him. We're going to give it to Gurley. We're going to play action and throw it down the field. Good and luck guessing. By the way, with 30 on there the field, go. like 30 is like the biggest difference maker for their team. Yeah. So it's it's not something that I, – I, I don't think the Rams have to worry about this one. I just don't think it's going to be 10. All right, let's go to the uh, the Thursday nighter. Okay, all right. Desert duel, Denver, Desert duel. Arizona. This is the one uh, where we stands. have my goodness that injury report. I just got it. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. It. Pretty much no O linemen are playing for the Cardinals. We we don't know that. All right, so I plugged it in where Pew is back, but he's not a hundred percent healthy, and he's got at least kind of like eighty percent O line. Right, so Cardinals in this one, I have Denver winning twenty three twenty two. That's keeping it close. Very close. Denver wins in 54.4% of the simulations. Um, so it, this could be an upset game. Arizona, obviously they're playing at home, which whatever. Um, to me, that's I get it. That's the Broncos something. aren't great. They're, they're right. not a great well, team. Well, look, it's the number 32 run defense versus the number 32 run offense. And sometimes I wouldn't you say that. You know what that, I get to say here, right, Cynthia? What do you get to say? You know what I get say? to say? What? It's the stoppable force versus the movable object. But you know what? I think I'm going to switch it, though, because – the stoppable force in this analogy would be David Johnson, right? Yes, because so, they're 32. Right. And, then and the, the movable object would be you can push that defensive line off yeah. because they're 32 as well. <laughs> so it's the stoppable force versus the movable object. Yeah, and I think advantage David Johnson. It's the Johnson. anti-cliche. It's the That's anti-cliche. And I'm exactly. thinking I'm going David Johnson advantage in this one. If they're going to keep Josh Rosen out of trouble, if people are going to keep their jobs as offensive coordinators, and that's what the rumor is right now, you're going to take David Johnson, who is a premier back, and you're going to use him like one. right? If, if they can keep Josh Rosen, who's had some very significant pressure versus unpressure splits – in order to get him in a situation where he can start passing the ball and taking advantage of Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, it's a Hall of Famer, surefire Hall of Famer, David Johnson needs to work. So I think like work meaning like it needs to work for him to earn the first right. downs and yards that we would expect from him. So I think that in this showdown, if Arizona is going to pull off the upset, it's going to be because they get the run game figured out. And if they have And as of right now, with a lot of injuries still up in the air. You have them pulling off. Nope. You don't. No, I'm right. sorry. Yeah, no, it's just written right here on. <laughs> I got you. It's, no, that's uh, my mistake. No, 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 no. I have them keeping it really close right. because I think that – but Denver's still just a tiny, tiny bit. But I'm not – I'm not – I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled off the upset. Okay. I got you. All right, let's go to what we like to call Cynthia Strays. You ready for that? I, I'm super ready. You, uh, you move to the opposite of the favorite side here. We have New Orleans <laughs> – at Baltimore, yep. uh, as it stands right now, the Ravens are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites, but sure you have are. the Saints winning, huh? And this, by the way, really fun stat. This would be Drew Brees' first win versus Baltimore, the only team only left of, oh yeah, 32. in his 32-team just domination of the league, right? 
I mean, I think he's like one of three quarter. He'd be like the third quarterback to be able to do right. that. Pretty cool. But my model says the Saints win 27-25. I have New Orleans winning 55.1% of the simulations. And the biggest reason here, the balance between their the ability to use like a pass catching back like Alvin Kamara alongside Mark Ingram and balanced with who my model from the best wide receiver is in the league right now, which is Michael Thomas, who changes the shape of defenses more than any other wide receiver. So it's going to be Drew Brees' connection to that passing game that's going to be overcome or it's going to be bigger than Baltimore's ability to score points. I was going to say, so this is basically a case of you have, you know, one of the best, you know, probably top three offense in the league. You have the best defense in the league. Points yep. per game. Points per game. Yards per game. Yep. Almost rush yards per game. I think they're second in rush yards per game. And you're just you're taking. I mean, because uh, this a this a high scoring game you've got projected here mm-hmm. uh, between the Ravens and the Saints. Yep. And I guess what what my takeaway from that is um, that you're not as impressed by the Baltimore defense as the numbers say you should be because they beat the Browns or they lost to the Browns twelve to nine. They shut out the Titans, and they absolutely hammered the Bills, and that is what has adjusted that number because they allowed 34 points to a pretty darn good Bengals offense. That's right. Um, the space, the ability to change space for from the Saints offense in terms of the Baltimore defense is more like Cincinnati, more like some of these other teams than it was the ones like the, you know, like the Bills or like the Titans. So if you look at the sort of doppelganger, like who's more like who, New Orleans is more like those high octane offenses that they didn't hold teams to 15.4 points per game to than Baltimore's defense. Do you want to, do you see, do you yeah, see, I see what, what you're I'm saying? So that's right. the doppelganger there. Works for Hey, I got no problem. You want to take offense over defense? Works for me. In this matchup, um, yeah. I guess you know this is this is where I play the, um, I guess the obvious card, right? Man, you know Drew Brees. There's a reason why I hadn't beat Baltimore because you get him out of that dome, you get him in the elements, <laughs> and he's what just about not with the, the same guy. What about what about uh, do you factor do you factor helps. in in your mental factoring? Does that factor in the fact that the Saints are coming off their bye? I mean, for me, I just think the Saints are a better team. You know, I mean, that's I, I just figured I would offer that up because that's no, what people are going to push back with is, you. hey, he's not I on the fast you. track. They're not in the dome. This is a pretty darn good Ravens. That's defense. an absolutely I did, good I did pick them Ravens. to win the AFC North. I do think they're the best team in the AFC North. You but can win the AFC is, North and lose to the Saints. And lose Saints. to the Saints. Yep. Exactly. I'm mm-hmm. with you. So I'm with you. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Saints. All right. Dallas at Washington. Dallas coming off that big win. Absolutely hammering the Jaguars um, and, and continuing their misery. Right. And Washington, by the way, coming off the big upset as well. Totally. And as it stands right now, the Redskins are currently favored by one and a half. Yeah. Model likes the Cowboys to win 23-20. I like how I refer to it. It's model likes. Yeah, it's, hey, it's, <laughs> it's not, not mine anymore. It's just model. It's adapted. It's, it thinks for itself now. <laughs> the Cowboys exactly. win 23-22. Dallas wins in 52.3% of the simulations. That's convincing. Mm-mm, not at all. But I do think that Washington's number four pressure rate and their from their defensive front is going to impact Dak. However, I think Ezekiel Elliott's ability to keep defenses honest who are good at that pressure, that's going to change how the pressure is felt by Dak, how the pressure happens to really impact Dak's ability to pass. So I, I, I do think that Zeke here is kind of the antidote to the pressure Washington's bringing. 
here's what I'll tell you, and this is why I don't have a model to lean on. I got nothing. I have guessed wrong on the Redskins, I think, every single yeah, week. Yeah, there have been really different season. teams. It, like it, significant, is, it is hard like, to figure tr- them out. And also, like, try to pass on Dallas. Like, try – see what happens. Like, their defense is playing against the pass, especially, like, very well. So, maybe you like, you know, Adrian Peterson to do some damages in this, but I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's uh, – that's – I mean, he's fantasy playable, but that's not a – passing on Dallas seems to be a bad value proposition this season. I guess here's here's the one thing I'll say about the Redskins, right? Because when yeah, – and this is something we talked about at the, the start of the season when we were projecting who would be division winners, who might be a wild card. I said, you know, you look at the, the offensive line, and it's pretty darn good, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, if you can keep Alex Smith upright, he is a guy that doesn't turn the ball over and can lead an offense. He can guide an offense. Well, then – you know, we're like, all right, well, maybe maybe it was Jim Harbaugh and Andy Reid. I mean, that's really what his success came down to, and he is just – he's a jag. You know, he's just a guy, and he was a product of great play callers. But then I kind of dig a little deeper, and I say, okay, if I take that Colts loss out, if I just remove that, and whatever was going on with that team that day, it was just a bad day, and they're now 4-1, and one, and their only loss is getting just housed by a Saints team that was on fire that afternoon in the Dome in New Orleans which can get on top of you every now and then, then maybe we're like, that's a pretty good Washington team. That's a pretty good, good Washington team. So I, I'm not I, – I think I think Washington – look, it's a 52.3% win in my model. It's not like it's this huge 80% thing, right? The, Washington's a good team. Alex Smith's ability to create yards with his feet is super underrated. People don't talk about his mobility enough. He's been more right. mobile than Marcus Mariota this season by far. So, like, you know, we used to talk about him with those extra yards. So, it, it, Alex Smith can change. Like, Alex Smith's a good passer. I've never, I've never said any of that other stuff. I've, I've stayed on the side of we're going to see Alex Smith pass deep. We're going to see it even, even when it hadn't happened yet. But now, I do think. Look, it, it's a one-point victory and a fifty-two point three percent win. Right. It's, so it's not it's, convincing. It's up in the air, right? Uh, I think I would. Again, I just don't know what take to them. The take either. them. All right, I'll take the Redskins. Okay, perfect. All right, let's go to Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Uh, the Browns. <sighs> I'm gonna get some hate. I don't know from if you want to say exposed or, or how you want to describe what happened to them against the Chargers, but it was certainly out of character from what we'd seen from them over the the rest of the season. I I don't think that's exposed as much as it is like Baker looked like a rookie. You know, like like there were he did some good things. He did some bad. Like I that didn't. I don't know. I I'm I understand that it was a big win. But it, there were some – it wasn't as bad, I don't think. You know, it's, if you're going to take that Washington win against, or loss against the Saints and you're going to characterize it like that, like maybe take like the Chargers just crushing them and think about it like that. I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, Anyways. that's – I mean, it's – just real quick before yeah. – you know, and right now Tampa's favored by three. It's in Tampa. Here's what I take away. I, I watched, you know, the, the game pass film um, of the Browns versus the Ravens. And one of the things that stood out to me in that game was – Man, just Baker looked a lot more uncomfortable under pressure than he's kind of been described as looking. He got happy feet. His passes, his accuracy dipped dramatically um, when he was under pressure. And that's not what the narrative was, and I hate using that word, but that's just the case, right? So he comes out in the opening drive, and he's moving the ball, right? Joku here, Ratley there, goes for a run, turns his ankle, and that was a big part of this, where he wasn't as mobile. Right. But after that, Gus Bradley just started throwing five and six guys, which he normally does not do. He right. normally rushes four, keeps seven in coverage. But once he filled those lanes, it looked like Barker, like like Baker, couldn't see. 
Like, he could not see the lanes because he's not the tallest guy. And from that point on, it was almost like an aha moment for Gus, and he just started throwing guys at him. And by the end of it, you got two interceptions, you got five sacks. Right. Could have had a lot more, and the game was over by the middle of the third quarter. So, I guess, to me, for spinning it forward to Tampa, my question would be, who on Tampa's team is going to – That's a great point is going to cause that much disruption for Baker, right? Not going to happen. Right. So that's part of why the model says Browns 27-25. The Browns win in 55.2% of the simulations. And I understand nobody in Tampa likes when I say that they're not going to win. I get it. They're kind of maybe like maybe top three meanest fan group but that's okay whatever they're giving up 35 points a game right right the team is allowing on the season 35 (laughs) points per game but that's not that's not fun when you're tweeting at someone to be reminded of that anyways uh it's their secondary um if you don't think baker mayfield can pick off a secondary um go watch some film on him you know maybe not necessarily the charters game but I think that advantage, like he's fully playable in fantasy for me even. Actually, both quarterbacks in this one are. Um, But ultimately, I think this is a higher scoring game. 27-25 is decently high. It's kind of a weird football score, but that's where it ended up. Um, And I do want to remember, remind you, one, I've already seen that the linebacker who I love from Cleveland's defense, Joe Schobert, pro bowler, great guy, like just great to watch and great to track if you want to see what linebackers are supposed to be doing he's not playing so when you think about who on Tampa Bay to target Chris Godwin there you go <laughs> that's kind of yeah. and of I would things. say the one big thing that that I would lean on Cleveland why I would lean Cleveland's direction is Tampa doesn't have a strong running game right. the the Chargers you didn't believe the Peyton that pass Barber? rush budget you're not I mean, a big turns, turns out turns, turns out, out no. I'm not. Got it. I mean the Chargers just ran right at him got I mean, it basically Miles Garrett would dip his shoulder and yep. Russell Okun would just shove him up the field and Gordon would run right by him and uh, that's why you had 246 yards rushing between Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler and by the way 41 on four carries for Keenan Allen and he could have had 68 were it not for a holding penalty on the other side so they really gashed him in the run game and I just don't know if Tampa has that and they can try to neutralize uh, that pass rush and those 15 turnovers created by it. Um, all right, so you have the Browns, and that would be uh, a team that is not selected to not only what's that not place win called the game, when they the, when they play in their home thing? They they're the what pound? They are the dog pound. Got it. Okay, fact. just wanted so to make sure. I do want to remind uh, all of there. our listeners that we use something called G Suite. It is Google Cloud. It is cloud based productivity tools. It includes Gmail. Uh, Google Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. As we are doing this podcast right now, we are on a Google Doc that we are editing in the moment uh, because I'm too dumb to understand understand Cynthia's math models. So she kind of spells it out in elementary math for me, rudimentary (laughs) math, and I can consume it in the moment. And every now and then our producer, Sean Choppy, will get in there and start moving things around and really upset me. (laughs) Um, But, hey, that's what you can do with Google Cloud and G Suite. That's what he does. And he's the producer, and he's got to dictate terms and move the show. And I get it, because we would sit here and talk for three hours if it weren't for him, and you guys would be awfully upset listening, and gals would be awfully upset listening, uh, because we would never get around to the stuff that you want to hear about. But the tools are cloud-based. So your whole team, as we just mentioned, like our team, can access the same document, work on the same page at the same time. 
We do it. We recommend it highly. Uh, it helps our podcast run smoothly, even though I try to screw it all up. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. If you want to find out more and you've never tried it, visit gsuite.com. Um, before we get to um, our totally tempting feature, Cynthia, let's do uh, let's do a little fantasy here okay. and some fantasy futures, some players that you like this week. These are people who I think will score touchdowns this week that maybe aren't, you know, like the most marquee names, right? A little okay. under-the-radar touchdown love. I've got Josh got? Reynolds at San Francisco. I've got Marvin Jones at Miami. I've got Chris Godwin, we mentioned him, versus Cleveland. I've got Jermaine Curse. Ready? Interesting. Jermaine, Jermaine Curse. Curse. You can probably get him on any sort of waiver wire. I don't know if how owned he is. I don't know that stuff, but I do know that. I would that. say not. Right, would yeah. be my guess. And Frank Gore versus Hey, Detroit. the old man. There the old man a little we, love. You know, Frank Gore, that's how we end it. That's how we end the fantasy futures with the past. You now know? we go to totally tempting, and these are games that you're not really comfortable with. Oh, we've got we've got who wins, win. but but we care more about, about kind of the flow, the, the pace. Like. Yeah, right. Are you the Golden State Warriors? It's basketball or, day. We got to get a good analogy in here. Are you the Golden State Warriors or are you last year San Antonio Spurs? We don't know. We're about to find that out though. Okay. Well, let's get going because this is what you teased at the top. Right. Houston at Jacksonville, both teams struggling mightily, particularly at the quarterback position. Jacksonville wins 26-20 at home. Jacksonville wins in 64.5% of the models, and they win big in almost 60% of the models. Points, points, points. I'm a big fan of really looking to see what happens when each quarterback's under pressure. And by the way, Watson's been under pressure third most since entering the league last season, and he's thrown the second most interceptions. That's nine if you're keeping track. Where do you target Jacksonville? You target them at their linebackers. That's what we've seen in these two big wins in the past two weeks. I think there will be more points scored. I think DeAndre Hopkins could have multiple touchdowns in this one. Multiple, all right. I do. I, I told you I spent a lot of time with the wide receivers and doing this new metric last week, and nobody can turn their hips to come back and grab an off-platform throw, meaning an off-target throw, and turn up field and gain extra yards after the catch and basically after contact. He like I, watching Nuke do it was just absolutely amazing, and I want you to, to be mindful of one thing: is Dante Foreman coming back? I haven't heard anything yet, but if he is, that's a good fantasy pickup for you. But I think Jacksonville, Blake Bortles' get-right game. I don't know who's playing running back at that for that position, but I have the running back position um, being a little bit more solid in this one in terms okay. of you know helping solidify the win. Okay. Um, I can't push back. I don't know what to make. Look, I've, I've done a lot of I don't knows on this podcast, but we don't when you know. got three teams at three and three, uh, the Texans lose their first three. They win the next three. Not all that impressively, right? They eke one out against the Colts. They eke one out against the Cowboys. And then they eke one out against the Bills, um, none of which were all that impressive. Uh, meanwhile, the Jags kind of had their moment to start the season, looked like a, a buzzsaw with that big victory over the Patriots. And I think one thing to remember is in division, the Titans just have their number. I, I hate saying that, but they do. <laughs> I mean, every single year, if you look at the schedule and the game logs, the Titans get them um, for whatever reason. So that was just a weird 9-6. But then just the way that they've been outscored, you know, doubled up and then some. I think, what, 70 to, to 15 or 70, 70 to 20 these last two weeks. It just kind of makes you wonder. And this, this is the thing. This is this is not the math portion. I'll just wrap with this real quick. 
this is the problem with having so many outgoing alphas on one side of the ball. Um, is when things <laughs> get bad, guys start chirping. And when guys start chirping, what are you they talking about? No to... one on Jacksonville's defense chirps. Exactly. So I think that's that's something you got to be careful of when it's not. And, and granted, that Chiefs game was Blake Bortles just a hot mess of throwing no look passes that are bouncing off dudes' heads and going for interceptions and Pets heads sixes. are falling off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Pretty bird, pretty bird. <laughs> um, but then to also get housed by the Cowboys. And uh, by the way, Jalen Ramsey is on the injury report with uh, yep. a knee, I think. Anyways, so be careful. Just watch this one. But okay, uh, Uh, but what you're saying is saying points. Yeah, and by the way, someday we'll talk about here. I do, and someday we'll talk about how Jacksonville's defense and like the impact of turnovers. I'm working on that for like later, but it's really interesting because they're not getting as many interceptions this season, and that's changing their ability to score points. So when their offense doesn't work out, they're they're kind of like you know unable to catch up if they get behind. Because last season their defense was scoring the points, and that's not right. a sustainable model for earning wins. Okay. Let's go to uh, Cincy at Kansas City. Yeah. So Cincy at Kansas this City. This is weird. Super weird. What are you doing here? Chiefs win 31-24. That's not weird, right? That part's right. not weird. That part does not freak Kansas me out. City wins in 69.1% of the simulations. But I think because we've seen Patrick Mahomes just – 83 points. Yeah. In prime time on Sunday night, 83 points. Right. So I think people have gotten a little bit like they think they're going to see 83 points in every single game. They think they're going to see 600 points, whatever. And realistically, I think this is more normal football score. Chiefs win 31-24. Okay. More so, normal. Still like a really like. Not fireworks, even though the Cincinnati I'd offense still has think been great. I still think that's Kansas fireworks. Kansas City offense has been great. The Kansas City defense has been bad. I don't know what Justin Houston's situation is, by the way. And But the um, Cincinnati secondary hasn't been very good either. They're, but that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, that's why I'm saying it's crazy that you think maybe this is a lower scoring game. I think it's a more football score. I didn't think it's a – it's not – like if you – I mean, what? 55 points is still Maybe quite it's a, a Kareem points. Hunt versus Joe Mixon game, and you can choose some clock that I think way it's about, instead of throwing I, I it all just, over the yard. It, look – I just have the way to earn – like, in the hey, Patriots the model's game. The model's the model. The model's the model. The Patriots game, they didn't punt. The Patriots didn't punt. That's not normal, people. Right. <laughs> You're it's Like, I understand that you have to keep up with the Chiefs. It's insane, but that's not a normal thing to happen. It's not, but I also think that defense <laughs> is bad. Like, I think that defense is really, really bad. Like, I didn't say historically it was good. bad. Um and combined with the ability of Pat Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill to go on two play 55 second scoring drives, the guys are gassed and they're like, Really? We got to go again? Really? Can really? you not help us out just a little right. bit? Um, but hey, it's the model. And, it's I, the model. and I trust the model. The so, model okay, says lower scoring. Right. Still a high score. Still going to be a great Sunday night activity to do with your friends and family, but not going to be insane. Okay. Not we 85 got, uh, points. Big news today. We're doing this on a Tuesday because I got to go to London. So my apologies, but pay attention to Cynthia's Twitter feed at Please. C Freeland in order Please. to get all the updates on her scores Please. because we got a big one today. No more Devonte Freeman for the foreseeable future, perhaps until the end of the season, as they put him on IR today. So uh, it is Ito and Tevin that will be doing the damage on the ground. You have the Giants and the Falcons on Monday Night Football. What do you got? I got the Falcons winning thirty to twenty. Two. Atlanta wins in 72.7% of the simulations, but I don't think, in, in part because, look, 
we haven't seen the Giants offense come together. We haven't seen this high scoring Giants potential. We've seen Saquon Barkley be pretty good, very good, exceptional, but we haven't seen them be able to really take advantage of where Atlanta's most vulnerable, which is in their secondary. I do have Odell Beckham Jr. scoring a touchdown, but I think it's a more conservative game script overall. I don't think that I actually think it's kind of in terms of planning purposes with Devontae Freeman now on IR they at least can plan their 53-man roster and kind of maybe fill some holes where they're missing some pieces as, as opposed to holding that spot kind of anticipating whether he will or won't play so I think overall that's it's it's a win for the team if he's going to keep being this game time decision but I think the Falcons win big and I think it's really based on the fact that the Falcons offense and their offensive diversity with Tevin with Ito with you know Tevin Coleman what, remember that song you have to remember the where in the beginning he whispers, he's like, Tevin, I love you. Do you remember what that is? I don't. I'll have to play it for you on Fantasy Live. I'm not tomorrow. cool enough. It's like an old, it's like a 90s, it's like a 90s R&B or hip hop song. Anyways, um, but I think the offensive diversity Tevin, just I outmatches. Tevin, I love Tevin you. Tevin Campbell? It is. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, it's Tevin Campbell. I have to play the whole song. He's like, break it down. Mm-mm, Keep mm-mm, going. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, I do want to point out, you, you do have it as a lower-scoring game, but as it stands right now, Atlanta's favored by 5.5, and, and you have them winning by 8. It's pretty healthy. It's a healthy margin of little, victory. A healthy margin there. I, I think it's a pretty solid win. I just don't think there's a ton of – And you have them winning in 72.7%, so that's a pretty – Yeah. Model likes them. I don't know what model you got against the Dirty Birds. I don't have anything against them. I just don't think it's going to be – I don't think that the Giants are going to be able to keep up with it. I, th- okay. I, don't, I just don't think the Giants are going to do their part to make it that offensive juggernaut that we've seen. By the way, do you know something insane? Do you know how many points we're pacing the league with this, or any sort of record a lot. With this season? I I was beyond I'm, – I'm just – like the number of receiving and or I guess passing touchdowns, the number of total points, I'm pulling up the exact number for you right now because I don't want it to get wrong. I put it in my – I mean, we have six teams that are averaging – 29 points or more per game. I mean, that's, that's over four touchdowns per game. They are averaging this season. Okay, you ready? Six teams. Through week six, teams have scored 4,489 total points. At this point in the highest, next highest scoring season, 2014, 4,250. That's crushed. They're crushing it. We are crushing it. And part of it's the average margin. We're getting all these overtime games. We're having all these things happen where you're, it's going to obviously like make it so there's more points, right, because there's more points if there's extra football played typically. Sure. But it's all these passing touchdowns, 328 so far. And, by the way, that's 25 ahead of the pace in 2014. I mean, that's just a fun trivia stat Crazy. for your friends. But, wow, I mean – do you uh, do you feel comfortable doing confidence index today? Even I sure though it's early do. in the week. Hell yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. <laughs> Let's do it. What do you got? All right. So for right now on Tuesday, I really, really, really like I'm gonna hammer it again. I think Jacksonville, I think there's gonna be more offense in the Jacksonville Houston game than we probably thought we would be bargaining for. I like that one a ton. I think that there's a big win for your Chargers. I'm really confident in that one and I'm very confident that when you let's see when we when we're doing this pod and I'm trying to stay away from anything that has any sort of um, any sort of uh, injury potential I'm pretty I'm pretty much in love with the fact that the Browns the Browns will go to Tampa Bay and get a win and get a win even though Tampa is favored in that game okay even though 
That's a big one. Yeah. Browns Especially win. if you think about like, you know, I think the Browns, the Browns, will, they'll keep it close or they'll outright win. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Big win for the Chargers. Chargers. Uh, big win for the Chargers. More points than you would think in the Jaguar-Texan uh, game, and you have the Browns in an upset going down to Tampa mm-hmm. and getting a victory. And your Tevin Campbell song is called Shh. Yep. It's a great song. There you go. I looked it up. I oh no, it's I good. Cheated. We'll play it tomorrow. I don't think Fabs will like it, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll play it. It's a good song. Whatever with him. All right, everybody. We thank you so much, and our apologies uh, if things are off a little bit this week. But I got to uh, cross the pond there and go to London for this contest between the Chargers and the Titans. We'll be back on our regular schedule next week. Uh, and a big thank you to Cynthia because she was up till about four in the morning <laughs> trying to get all these numbers to crank out without <laughs> enough data to pump into there unless she stayed up until four in the morning. So she gets the big gold medal, the trophy, the ribbon. Dude, uh, nobody huzzah, has more jobs than Matt, Money, Matt Money Smith. I, I'm for one well, week have to do. that's not your fault. Your no, fault I, I have to. to I have one week not of doing anything like you. Like, that's amazing. I, I, Whatever. I'm in awe. Hey, three weddings, three colleges. That's what you got to do, huh? <laughs> the old man's got to work. That's the way it works. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for downloading, streaming, listening, sharing, reviewing, all the things you do. We certainly appreciate it. Week seven, game theory, any money there. You have it all. And remember, if you don't do anything else and you take nothing else away and you're still listening, get to Cynthia's Twitter feed before those games. Uh, just because injuries will change her model, could change the outcome. Even winners um, could change the final 100%. scores. 100%. Yeah, so stay on top of that at C. Freeland. A big thank you to Sean Shoppy, our producer, even though he screws with our game theory and money Google Doc <laughs> through the G Suite. We'll let it slide again. This Only because it's Mark on G Suites. For his inability to do simple math. We appreciate him, too. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week.